With all the content that we put together while we're all going through this very strange year of 2020, there was one post of some old content that started it all that we haven't really talked about much, mainly because we didn't think we'd have to keep attempting to offer distractions for this long into the year. And that is Fan Film the Series. This is a six-part video series that most of the guys at Star Wars in Character and a lot of other people at Neo's has put together over a decade ago. It's our first shot at any kind of Star Wars comedy. It's a satirical look at a group of people making a Star Wars fan film led by someone that has no idea how to do it. So if you haven't seen it yet, all the episodes are now on at neozaz.com. And if you visit the site, you'll easily find the link to that series on the right-hand side of that front page. Nova Still was a Force-sensitive human male. <laughs> so we got that going for us. All right. And it's in a new, and he's in a new hope. He's in a new hope. So, oh come on! And, <laughs> that's fucking one sentence of my notes, Dave. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe: backstories, histories, and details you never knew. Wanted to know or ever need to know. Now, here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today, we are talking about Nova Still. I almost said it. Nova Still. I was thinking it. You almost said what? Nick Stahl? Nick Stahl, yes. I don't know <laughs> why. Star of Man with Half a Face? That's the one. It's Star of one of the Terminator somethings. Three? Oh, God, yeah. I forgot about that guy. Was, Terminator was 3. Is it the, this is the one with Claire Danes, right? What's he doing yeah. now? Yeah. He was the yellow bastard in uh, he was. In, uh, in, in the Sin City movie, yeah. Is he still alive? I, yeah, he's still around. I think like, something happened to him or something, but maybe I'm just... Yeah, Bruce, Willis pulled, Bruce Willis pulled his yellow pecker off in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Stahl is... He's younger than us. 40 years old? Yeah. Has to be. yeah. I just felt like... Man, he, what is the real? It's man without a face. The man right? without a we face. Was, we was just joking. We call it man with half a face. Which, this, speaking of Mel, and this is sad coming from me. We we watched tonight. We watched no earlier today. We watched the Charlize Theron movie on Netflix. But I had up on demand for five ninety nine, Forces of Nature with Mel Gibson, and I didn't buy it. <laughs> and I didn't. The way you said it. And I didn't buy it. If anyone's going to buy it, it's you. So that means well, no one is well, buying no, it. Right. it was, I, could, I could rent it for 6 or buy it for for 12 No, no, 11 10 Why don't you and just I'll, go buy the, the, the DVD or the, or the Blu-ray at Walmart? They have it there. Yes, they do. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt horrible because it looks... it looks. It's. I think it's, it was like 3% rotten or, or 10 or something. It was so low. I don't no, know. Is, like, this is. is this is this like brand new or an older yeah. one? Yeah, he, like, he makes all these like really straight to more whatever. Yeah, the, low they, budget action movies. There's Universal actually Soldier one. Four. There's actually one dragged across concrete. I think it was with Mel and Vince Vaughn. It's on HBO Max, and I did watch it, and it wasn't bad. I I, I did enjoy it, but this course this this is the thing is I I wouldn't trust. Rotten Tomatoes on that one because oh, yeah. Yeah. because people the 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 critics have it in for him they want they they want to tear him down so they're, they'll give a bad review to a movie that's not necessarily as bad as they say it is just because he's in it but have you seen the trailer Tim? <laughs> <laughs> I it does I look pretty not. bad it I does look not. pretty bad but it's it's you know I just I will watch it I would love to see him show up in a DC or Marvel movie as a villain. He would he would be such a good villain in Marvel. They'd never do that. They'd have so many people on their ass about that. He, Robert Downey wanted him to maybe the direct one. We could have uh, we could have had an Iron Man 4. Yeah, that's if, it. If they if they had if they had allowed him direct. That was that was the rumor that Downey would do an Iron Man 4 if Mel directed it. Oof. That, I mean, I don't know how far <laughs> along that movie or how far along that that would go, but Mel, I mean, Mel would be awesome. Um, 
you know, in a, uh, we'll say, uh, or Tarantino. If Tarantino was to put Mel into a movie, oh, heck. Come on. It'd be, it'd be amazing. You guys are putting he me to sleep. I gotta go. host this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Nova still appeared in episode four, A New Hope. He certainly oh, did. Are we, we're recording, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I didn't think we had started. Shit. <laughs> Um. All right. Take these names, there, however you want. Okay, with a grain of salt. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. And it, it, these may, names made kind of some sense, but it, I think I started off strong. Then I just said fuck it at the end. So here we go. My name is Incubus Chris. The band? Not the <laughs> band. I am joined with. Nightmares Matt. Oh, okay. I was going to say, the first one, I, I don't know what you're referring to, but this one I do. Okay. Bad Dreams Dave. <laughs> Same thing as a nightmare. Is that what an incubus is, too, in this contract? Oh, okay. I gotcha. And, which I had these back in the day. I always said I had these. Night Terrors, Tim? <laughs> Are you in this fucking room? <laughs> Yeah, Night Terror is Tim. Ah, oh, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. No, that's that's fine. I like when people guess my <laughs> my wonderful, awesome name. I just, uh, I have no idea who this is. Oh, Not even a little Dave, bit. you're like a broken record. I don't know who. Ten we've years. Done, we've done a, a few episodes here, and I haven't known whom any of these people are. I just don't care anymore. We tell you I days do. ahead of time who we're doing. All it takes is to type in, in this case... <laughs> Ten letters into Google, and you'd know. And this is from A New Hope. Like you, you like this one, right? So you're telling me the three of you knew who this character was. Like when, when who's doing this one, Matt? Yeah, Matt. Yeah. So when Matt said to you two guys, oh, "I'm doing those two, you guys were like, "Got it." I had no idea what it was. We looked it up. I looked it up because we care about yeah, the show. I, I, I didn't know who this. We care about That's how I give the name. Well, I like the element of surprise. So surprise me. Before you, before Dave has a nightmare and falls asleep, Matt, tell us. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Nova Still. Nova Still. We'll get this out of the way early. Nova Still was a Force-sensitive human male. <laughs> so we got that going for us. All right. And it's in a new, and he's in a new hope. He's in a new hope. So. Oh, come on. And... <laughs> That's fucking one sentence of my notes, Dave. <laughs> There's more. I can't. I cannot wait till Dave hosts again. <laughs> so, okay, he started off his imperial career as a guard sergeant in the Imperial Marines, and as a guard sergeant, there's a picture of him on Wikipedia, and I was really struggling to figure out how to describe him, and then it finally dawned on me: he's easy as shit to describe. Remember the Kenner action figure, the Death Squad commander? Yeah, in the gray. Yes, that is what the guard sergeants wear in the Imperial. Now, maybe the Death Squad commanders do as well, but that is what his outfit was in the beginning of his story. So picture him in one of those outfits. It's almost like the Imperial gunner outfit without that bottom part of the face mask. Yeah, he's wearing like a half a bowling ball. On yes, his head. Yeah, yeah. it's like a, it's like one of those, those um, racing bike helmets from the like early two thousands. I don't know if they still use them or not. This <laughs> really is almost the same size as Dark Helmet's helmet. <laughs> it almost is. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. I can't believe you fell for it. <laughs> for you, <laughs> I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> So Nova still, so he's in this story, he was assigned to the garrison that was in charge of a prison planet. And this prison planet was called Despari. And this planet, he was on this planet during the construction of the Death Star. Now, the reason, there's two reasons I picked this character. One, we're going to get to at the very end. That'll be the big reveal. And Chris has a lot to do with this, even though he doesn't know it yet. The oh, other shit. reason is because I was researching the martial art from Star Wars uh, Terrace Kasi because it was kind of prominent in um, 
solo, and we did do an episode of the Tuscan Raider that was a master of it. It's like, oh, let me see if there's something about this martial art. There's really not a whole lot of detail about that martial art, in I, I guess in a sense for us to do a show. There's a lot of information and a lot of links, like this, like the moves, like the uh, Gamorian gut buster or something. And you click on that, <laughs> and it says the Gamorian <laughs> gut buster is a move in Tarascasi, that kind of stuff. So wasn't enough to do an episode, but there was a list of people who practiced this martial art, and Nova still showed up on it. And his story is actually pretty interesting. And then alluding back to what I said earlier, Chris's influence comes into at the end, but we're not going to reveal that yet. But Okay. Uh, that big lead up was to say that he is a master of Terrace Kasi and on this prison planet, he trained prisoners, the basics of self-defense of that combat form. And he did this mainly for the weaker prisoners so that they could defend themselves from the bigger predators in the prison. So it was kind Mr. of, yeah, right? there you go. <laughs> well, so why why did he care that they were able to defend themselves? Because he has it's because he, he he was like even though he was an imperial guard, he was still I don't know. Like, yeah, we're he had, gonna he had humanity. Yes. humanity. We're gonna get a lot of that in the story. We're gonna find out that he's a very no. empathetic person and he he wants to do the right thing. So that's part of his story. Okay. So this is kind of lead into that. So we get the idea that he wants to do the right thing and he wants to help people or let, let people help themselves. So that's why he was doing that. He also considered himself somewhat of a philosophical person. And that was his like kind of self-reasoning and his explanation to these weird abilities that he had to anticipate other opponents' attacks. This is part of him being force sensitive before he knew he was force sensitive. He just considered himself just kind of well-versed in the martial arts. He was able to read people and whatnot, but it ends up actually being a part of his force sens uh, sensitivity, almost sensibility. That's not the right word. His force sensitivity. And he, just to put a name on this, when he'd explain it to his students, he would call this skill the blink. <laughs> the blink. Was the it blink. fast or, or is, it, is it quick? Yeah, yes. <laughs> and if okay. You, and if you do it, you'll miss it. You know what Ross would call this on Friends? I have unagi. no idea what Ross would call this on Friends. <laughs> it's unagi. What? Unagi. What is that? Is that where you put a turkey on your head at Thanksgiving? <laughs> it's like a spidey sense is what you're mm. Like he has he has this ability. Yeah. But he didn't know what it was what it was what how what he could attribute it to. Friends is a sitcom equivalent of Lost. <laughs> You're right. It works for everything. <laughs> it does. <laughs> okay. So while he was stationed on this prison planet, he did end up making friends with one of the prisoners named Salat Ratu Dill. And this guy assisted him a lot in his demonstrations. <laughs> That's a mouthful. That is a lot. So I actually, I, he, he had a link, so I clicked on it. So I'm not going to give you a full bonus character, but I'm going to give you some information because immediately this character was super interesting because it starts off with saying that he is a male Zelosian and a Zelosian. The first sentence in the description is identical to humans in height, build hair and skin pigment, and the ability to grow facial hair. I'm like, well, the fuck do you just call him human then? <laughs> Zelosian? Yeah, Zelosian. Well, I read it. I read further, and that is they specified this specifically. And I guess the the um, key phrase in this is identical to because the more you read about this, the more interesting they get. Their blood is a chlorophyllic green sap, and they could eat and drink, but they also photosynthesized through their skin. That's cool. And because of that, they could survive for anywhere between one and two months without sunlight or water. I thought that was pretty okay. neat. Wow, yeah. So then it's I was like reading. A, it's like an electric car that you can still put gas in. Like sure, yeah, yeah. It's like a hybrid. Yes. So I was reading more of his story, and his story actually got more and more interesting. And so I didn't make a lot of notes on this because I didn't want to waste a potential character. Um, either even now this character is like beyond obscure. It's like, you can't even apart from Nova still, you can't relate him back to the movie. So it might be, I mean, it might be good for an episode later. We've done that before. It might be good for Patreon one way or another. I saved this link and went on for, and, and saved this for later. Cause there's a lot to talk about with him, but since I brought him up and I did mention that he's on a prison planet, I will tell you that he was on the prison planet for smuggling. 
and you can kind of just use that as a teaser for the future. Okay. So back to Nova still. So after he helped and maybe even arguably single-handedly lowered the violence rate on this prison planet by 12%, he was transferred from that garrison to a squad, a stormtrooper squad on the Death Star. He lowered the violence rate by showing people how to be violent? That's, yes. Yes, you okay. took the words out of my mouth. It's like violence plus viol- violence minus violence equals violence, or I don't know how you'd say that. It's like, yes, that's exactly what happened. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, I guess all the bullies got afraid of the little guys and just stopped picking on them. And since they'd stopped picking on them, they didn't have to defend each other and or didn't defend themselves anymore. So the violence stopped. I mean, that's how they were all I quantify it. I don't know. Yes, but you, you, you took the words you. right out of my mouth with that when I wrote that note. <laughs> So now when he's on the Death Star in the Stormtrooper squad, one of his squad mates was celebrating his engagement <laughs> and him, the squad mate Nova and some of the other squad went to the hard heart cantina, which I was very happy to see that again. Hey, somebody's getting married. <laughs> Every kiss begins with K <laughs> with hard hearts in the <laughs> cantina. Marry your daughter, marry your daughter, marry your daughter. It's okay with you. (laughs) (laughs) So while they were in the cantina, Nova was attacked by a drunk patron. Uh, And he wiped him out with like little, maybe even to no effort whatsoever. I fuck guys like you on <laughs> despair. I see. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> way better than my next note. So I'm just going to erase that because it's just going to, it's going to take away from Tim's awesome joke. That was great. Oh man. So when this all went down now, Nova still had met the bouncer for the hard heart cantina, a gentleman named Roto and Roto was interested in what he saw, not, interested in what he saw, but interested in what he saw (laughs) (laughs) and kind of filed that back in his head for later. So now a couple of days have passed and Nova was still holding self-defense classes on the Death Star. And during one of these classes, Roto barged in and interrupted and challenged Nova to a few rounds of sparring, which which they (laughs) did. They just, and they Fought and fought. It was at a draw. It was kind of like Superman versus Batman. I, I guess they're both. They found out both their mother's name was the same or something. It's I don't Martha. know what happened. Martha. I, can, I can picture this fight. Just it, it's, it's like a high energy fight in the movies, but the music playing behind it is fine. Young cannibals. I've been thinking about you. It's just it's just karate chops and kicking and jumping, but a fine young cannibal soundtrack playing in the background. Chihuahua. I picture Nova still holding these classes like uh, Rex Quando and Napoleon Dynamite. Grab my wrist. No, my other wrist. Break it and walk away. Big red, white, and blue pants on. So now, okay, so this is this is where Chris's names come in. This isn't where his influence for this pick comes in, but this is where his names comes in. After some time on the Death Star, Nova still started to have recurring nightmares. And it was nightmares of him fighting off a group of men. And sometimes he was alone. Sometimes he had help. But the, the thing, the common denominator in every one of these dreams is that everyone ended with him dying. He never once stopped Don't. fighting. Never <laughs> stopped fighting. So he could, once. he was seeing his own death. Sort like of. He, yes. He's like a, yeah, it's every time he'd have one of these nightmares, it would always end with his death. It would always be a fight against multiple people, and he'd always die. So after a few sleepless nights, he actually sought off help. And instead of going to you know a clinical psychologist or someone that actually could understand this, he went to one of the Death Star surgeons because you know, that makes perfect sense. Uh, Doctor yeah. Cornell Uli, in quotes, Davini. Uh, Davini. How can you not? Trust a surgeon with a nickname like that. Sure. Doctor, doctor, I got a question for you. What is a belly button? <laughs> and why don't my brother have one? And every <laughs> night I die in my dreams. But <laughs> mine's in, his is out. Why do I die? Why does everyone I talk like sound like they're from Coney Island? <laughs> yeah, now he's doing Richard Kind from Spin City. <laughs> you know what's funny? 
here's a real callback. Watching TV, watching Buzzer on Pluto, which is all the game shows, and that whole match game Hollywood Squares Hour comes up. And lo and behold, we get to uh, the guest, and Fred Travelina's on there. <laughs> he was doing impressions, but he wasn't saying who he was. And I had no idea who he was doing. That's how bad he is at impressions. So you really do need him to tell yes. you. <laughs> yeah. The only time I knew who he was doing was when he was saying, what, did, what the hell did he say? Oh, my God. It was, uh, I can't remember. But it was like, he's like, the question was, it's like, what is the most populous city in America? He's like, He's like, well, I've heard that Richard Nixon is going to go on tour singing David Bowie songs, and here's what it sounds like. And he's he's like, Ziggy played guitar on Richard Nixon. I'm like, and then he sits back down and he goes, what was the question again? Jeez. <laughs> oh, what a train wreck. so bad. It was awful. So, all right. Back to the surgeon. Back to Surgeon Uli. Uli Davini. So, Dr. Davini hmm. discovered that Nova had a metachlorian count of more than 5,000, which made him legally force-sensitive. He found it in the delete. Legally. I made the legally part up. I don't know what that is. You're just over like the limit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so these nightmares continued, and then one night he was woken during one of these nightmares before it got to his death. And at the moment he woke was the same time that the Death Star had tested their super laser on the planet Despairy and destroyed the entire prison planet. So he keep all my shit. That's right. His <laughs> metachlorians <laughs> to let him know all his shit was destroyed. His action figures, <laughs> his Johnny Cash records, <laughs> his <laughs> handwritten oh my. podcast notes. <laughs> oh <my laughs> his beer. That's what I have in front of me. I'm trying to relate it back to everybody. Ashtrays my nephew gave me. God damn it. <laughs> My why collector of binder clips. This is nephew giving him ashtrays. You can't smoke on the Death Star. You can't smoke on the Death Star. The ashtrays are on despair. You can't smoke on the Death Star. I know that, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Dr. Davini. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so Nova still was shocked and distraught at what the Empire did. And one night while he was making his rounds, he actually ran into Salat Ratui Dill. And Dill had actually escaped before the planet exploded and went to the closest thing he could find, which was the Death Star. And Nova decided not to turn him in and just went about his business. Now, not long after this, and because of the force sensitivity, Nova still sensed when the Death Star blew up the planet Alderaan. And his reactions to all these deaths at once knocked him completely unconscious. <laughs> he, woke, he woke up, no pants, couldn't walk straight. He got a dick, a dick drawn on his face. You well, know? It, did, yeah, it, just, it, did, it did knock Obi-Wan down into his chair. I mean, and yeah. Obi-Wan's probably got a lot it's more metachlorians. This maybe. guy's a mess. He's, so he's having hero. bad dreams every night and getting knocked off his feet <laughs> at these visions. Like nobody wants to be this guy's friend. Oh, but that planet uh, that blew up. I got gas. Well, it's at this point in his life, we're still decided that the empire was evil. And no matter what it did or what excuses they made for what they're doing, there's just no excuse for destroying a planet full of innocent civilians. Not once, but twice in his tenure with the company so far. How many civilians on that planet do you think were assholes? Man, like deserved least, it. At least most of them. 27%. I mean, 27%. So if let's say they were able to get 30, let's say they were able to get 65% of the people off the plan. They were all good, but there was still that like 8% of like completely innocent people. Would, would you say blow that planet up? Yep. We're talking about this planet. <laughs> Cause probably at this point. Yeah. If, if, if it was, if at that point, if it was mostly assholes with a ve- with a very low minority of good people, assholes be gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
can't argue that. That's Tim's. That's Tim's Tassel's election be slogan. <laughs> Sickness be God. Be God. Well, I want a pen. <laughs> Sickness be God. Ah, uh, so now after this life-changing moment, there's one night at the Hard Heart Cantina where oh. he's sitting there drinking with Mema Ruthis, which is the bartender of the night. His buddy Roto, a TIE fighter pilot, Ator Ritten, the chief librarian of the Death Star, and Dr. Divinity. <laughs> of course. Yes, I know, he right? That is so fucking awesome. Yep. Friend. Uh, <laughs> so during this time together, Nova struck up a hypothetical. Like, what would we do as a group if we decided that we no longer wanted to be a part of anything that <laughs> killed so many innocent people? And they started to discuss this. And they started to discuss what they would do if this hypothetical wasn't just a hypothetical. So as this hypothetical started to flesh out into a more fully realized idea, Nova still and his squad got called to action. And they were sent to chase after two rebel, known rebel, or now named known rebels, who probably had a hand in releasing princess leia or her princess leia's escape and they were known as han solo and chewbacca so they were part of the death star or they were the the stormtrooper squad that started chasing han solo and chewbacca through the uh. corridors of the death star uh, okay. now during this chase nova had a flash of force sensitivity that convinced them to let them escape and he managed to do this after Han Solo and Chewbacca jumped through some blast doors that closed. He was the first stormtrooper to go to the controls and he convinced the rest of the squad that something was wrong and they couldn't be opened. So they had to end their pursuit of these two. So it's because of him, Han and Chewie, Chewie got away in that moment. Yes. Okay. And, and he still doesn't know why he's doing these things. No, he's just having these They're force just... flashes. That feels like the right thing okay. to do. It's menopause. Is that... That's that's not the part where open the blast doors, close the blast doors, open it, blast, close he's, them. That, that is the is part, the but he's he's presum- he's not quoted as saying that. So he's one of the he's not one of the ones that say it. So he's like the one okay. that doesn't talk and just says, "Uh, yeah, they're fucked. We can't open them. So let's uh go back yeah. to the hard heart cantina." Yeah. <laughs> So after convincing, after the brief, the debriefing and convincing the supervisors that the chase is over and he gets away from the rest of the squad, Nova helps continue this idea with his cohorts that they started at the Hard Heart Cantina. And they made their plan and they launched it during the Battle of Yavin when all hell was breaking loose. <laughs> and the plan was to escape on a medical carrier. And everyone was on board except a tour turn the librarian. He stayed behind to ensure the others could be free or could flee. And I don't know what he did. I guess he threw books at them or magazines, <laughs> yeah. or maybe he got some of those <laughs> newspapers on wooden rods and like distract everybody. I don't know what the hell a librarian did to distract everybody so they could flee. So everyone started towards the medical, this, this medical carrier and they were intercepted by Imperials. So no, since Roto was there, Stills buddy, the other fighter, and Nova Still, they started to fight the other Imperials. So they disarmed them right away. There's 15 other Imperials. They were holding them off long enough to get to the carrier. Didn't take long for Nova Still to realize during this fight that this is his nightmare come true. But he continued the fight to save the others. During the fight, they 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 took care of quite a few of the Imperials, but ultimately Nova and Roto died, and Nova still specifically died with a blaster shot directly in his face. Oh, oh in the face! <laughs> so and that's what he had. Been, that's what he had been dreaming that about. That was his dream. That was what he'd been dreaming about. Yes. So now this is obviously the end of the story, but this is not the end of why I picked this character. And I just sent you guys a picture on Facebook that Dave can't see because Dave can't see anything. <laughs> I love when he, when Matt adds that. So let me know when time. you guys get this. I got it. I got Chris. it. I can see it. Okay. Oh, here's. So I told you about how I was looking up information on Terrace Kasi, and I told you how it led me to other characters. I saw this picture. And to, to describe everyone I'm looking at, this is Han Solo turning back at the Star Wars, at the um, stormtroopers that are chasing him down the corridor and shooting at them. And there's three stormtroopers. Yeah. If 
Nova still is the very last stormtrooper, and I'm not saying he is, but he could be. If he is, he is technically the third stormtrooper from the left in this picture. <laughs> yes, he is. And you finally what, found him. And that's what Chris has said to describe this show for years. It's like, yeah. we don't talk about Luke. We don't talk about Han. We talk about the third stormtrooper from the left. I don't know and, that I found him, and I don't know that I ever will. But this is the closest we've ever gotten to talking about the third stormtrooper from the left. <laughs> I think you found him. Yeah, this should have been, yeah. been Lobot's episode. It took ten years, yeah. but Matt finally <laughs> found him. Congratulations! Bad, this picture I don't like is is Han missing all of them? I know, right? Yeah, bad That's shot. Bad, yeah, it's a bad shot. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say that. With his, uh, whatever, his force sensitivity, he moved the shot. So That's what I thought Matt was getting at, too, at yeah. this part. Yeah. No, third from the left. You find him. You found him. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. I repeat. I found him. We yeah. found, found him. him. And with that, that's all I got. Nicely done. Hey. Very nice, Nick Stahl. Very nice. <laughs> Nick Stahl. <laughs> Um, you got some feedback now. Matt I Force. do. I do. So going back to the request put on Facebook and he will never fail us in anything. Eric Moore sent us a message. He said, evening chaps. Glad to see you recording tonight. Feedback. How about a question with the genius that is Taika Waititi. I'm biased. I know seemingly at the helm of the next incarnation of the big screen star Wars. Do you have any, do you have any way you prefer to go? What would it cover? What would you want to see? I know that's three questions, but we don't get a, I don't get a chance very often. So, um, as long as, it, as it's good, if they're yeah. doing this Mandalorian stuff, which is really you know great entertainment, just just follow that. Just yeah. do do what you're doing now. For first, I'll say let's hope he actually does it because it seems yeah, every that, it seems that. every director they hire ends up getting replaced. But yeah, uh, me knowing. Taika Waititi's work. I mean, if you look at what we say in the shadows, I'm sorry, that's a podcast. What we do in the shadows, um, Jojo Rabbit, uh, Thor Ragnarok. I think he's, I think him and James Gunn are the, one of the, two of the best directors at doing an ensemble, which everybody has equal amount of spotlight. So I would like to see something ensemble, like if that makes sense, something with like four or five characters where there's not really a clear one, maybe like a star Lord level character where there's one that kind of stands out, but all the other ones have their important thing. I think he could really do pull want, off an ensemble star Wars piece. Do you want like a story with all new characters and stories? Or do yeah. you want to bring it? Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's okay. time for something new. I think it's time for something yeah. like the, um, the thing, uh, what was it? Uh, I forget what the thing, what the term was that Tim said two episodes ago, the pathfinders, something like that, like yeah. a rogue, not even rogue True. group, but this like kind of miscellaneous group that actually affects things that happen in the universe, but aren't, you know, the center of everything. I think I like he could that. pull that off. Yeah. I'm not going to ask Dave. It was grown. <laughs> no, I, I do like that guy. Yeah, I, don't, okay. I don't know. I didn't know that he was making any star Wars movies. What, what does he make there? They're making, are they going to call it like episode, I don't know, 10, 11, and 12? No, they just said Star Wars film. They didn't say the story. Here's the thing. When it comes to Disney Star Wars, I don't believe that there's any director attached to anything until the movie's out because they they go through them like Chris goes through women. (laughs) And that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that guy's telling it. Is does he write the the any of these things or he wrote that Jojo Rabbit didn't he? He wrote Jojo Rabbit. He wrote the first um, what we do in the shadows with Jermaine Clement. He I think he wrote Thor Ragnarok, and that that's the best Thor one. Yep. And that look at that. That's like an ensemble piece too. You got um, Thor, Hulk. Uh, oh, I can't remember the the um, Valkyrie, the Valkyrie, and then the the whoever the bad. The villain character is, I can't remember her name. I want to say Sif, but that ain't it. It's it's another uh, uh, Nordic name. But I mean, that's right. that's more of an ensemble than any of the other Thor movies, in my opinion. And Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's, he's super talented. So that's good news. Yep. Until 
Lucasfilm does something and he walks away like every other fucking director. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think by with with his work on Mandalorian. True. Yeah. I, I think I think he's shown that he can create a a, a good storyline and he can he can he can direct and within the Star Wars universe that they may say okay we're gonna give you a little bit more creative freedom on this one they we're not gonna send you as many notes as we normally would yeah yeah i forgot about they did I, I don't know how i forgot about it but i did forget to consider the mandalorian work that's a that's a good point yeah so next I, oh sorry go ahead. oh i was gonna say I, um i have a feeling that the the kathleen kennedy era of star wars i maybe not quickly may not be quickly coming out, to an i think end, but i think i think that once we start to get going towards this next era of Star Wars. I have a feeling that someone else will step in to the Lucas film head and uh, hopefully move that in the right direction. That's what I think. (laughs) (laughs) From David, he said, I really like your podcast, Star Wars in Character. I love how interactive you people are with your fans. I always fondly remember the time I got Chris to say poop on Facebook Live. <laughs> I don't remember that, but I believe you. I don't know what that is, but yeah. <laughs> Next one it's from... Probably, it's probably the most appropriate thing you said this, on that Facebook Live. <laughs> I, yeah, this is probably true. Next one from Jamie B. said, thank you so much for keeping me entertained, not just during lockdown, but for years and years. I must have listened to each episode of this podcast 10 times. I recommend everyone also listen to Indiana Jones in character as the show has a new lockdown life. Some serious questions asked on how Jones Sr. and Jones Jr. shared a girlfriend. Well, he's not wrong. (laughs) Nope. Those questions were asked. Uh, this one's and, good and answered <laughs> during sound effects too. I think <laughs> I like, I'm just going to read this one because it's great. Kevin N from Milwaukee says, get out of my way box. <laughs> uh. I, we just did a fund, a big fundraiser on catacombs, Halloween horror nights for a couple black lives matters, um, movements. And then the episode we recorded someone brought up jingle all the way and i said that and it fell on deaf ears there was 12 people in the episode and no one knew what i was talking about i was so sad that is awful i know yep i'll do this last one because there's a good question in here too so this is from simon isbell who actually actually speaking halloween heart nights i met him last halloween heart nights he said hi guys thanks for the wonderful content over this crazy time the quizzes and episodes have been fantastic as always my question for you is can you remember when you got or can you remember the moment you got the star wars bug and if you can when was it thanks guys and stay safe and don't suck it tim Mm-hmm. Oh, don't suck it. Yes. Don't okay. suck it, Timmy. Leave it He's alone. Nice. Don't touch it. Don't yeah. suck it. Stop sucking it, man. <laughs> sucking it. You can kiss it. Just don't suck it. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone from suck to blow. <laughs> <laughs> I, man. I saw this question and I actually immediately knew the answer. I, I, I think we've all loved Star Wars since we saw it. It's hard not to. I mean, I love the movies. I love the action growing up with the action mm-hmm. figures. Marvel comics, the even the seeing the holiday special, though that, that was a bit of a chore. But there was nothing about Star Wars I didn't like. It wasn't until I'd say the early nineties, maybe late eighties, when I was at Smitty's house. And I may have told this story before as well. But he we were just hanging out, we had done whatever we were doing, and it's like there's no reason to call it a night. It was early, and he's like, Well, take a look at the movies, look what you want to see. I was like, Oh, you have Star Wars on video. This is when Star Wars, the only time you get Star Wars on video is either paying a couple hundred dollars or getting it through one of those like Columbia house deals. So I was like, I want to watch empire. I watched empire again. And that was like the turning point. It's like, I loved it as a kid, always enjoyed it, but I was hooked the moment I watched empire again as a young adult, not quite an adult yet, but a young adult in the early nineties or late eighties, early nineties, that was everything. I mean, that, that moment was everything I watched. I went and got the, the copy of the movies myself, watched them endlessly. The Zon books came out for better or for worse. I read those voraciously. The comics started coming. I mean, that was, I know it, the exact moment 
sitting on Smitty's parents' living room floor watching Empire Strikes Back is when I got rehooked and never looked back. Mm. That's a great story. I wish I had one to remember. I don't know. <laughs> For me, I think I I don't I don't remember seeing the original Star Wars. But I was a baby when that came out. Um, but I do remember uh, Empire Strikes Back. And I actually I remember when I got my first figure, which probably was after Empire Strikes Back. But I remember going to Burger King. And I remember getting the way seeing the seeing the Darth Vader display that had the glasses on it and being fascinated by that because, you know, I was a tiny kid. So that display looked like it was like eight feet tall to me. Um, and also seeing that there were the there were the Burger King trading cards that that came with them that had a lot of the Ralph McQuarrie art. And I remember just staring at those and and really just being fascinated by those cards the display, also the hamburgers, um, you know, and I, I just I, I, I loved the way that Bur- Burger King really marketed that movie. And it, it, it worked for me um, It's just just sort of showing me like the, seeing the artwork, seeing this big Darth Vader guy, you know, we would have the glasses, you know, we would go to Burger King as a treat. Uh, and it was it. So I think I think a lot of that had to do with me thinking of star Wars in a positive way. And then seeing the movies was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Burgers. And this, this is awesome. <laughs> and a crown. And a, yeah. And I get a crown every <laughs> time. I'm the king. God damn it. King? That's funny. So, I think- I, but I, 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 I think it was, I think it was that seeing the, the artwork and the marketing things that went along with empire strikes back is, is what, what what initially caught my attention and captured my imagination, and then seeing the movies and connecting all the dots in the in the storybooks and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. That's good. That's a good I think story. Mine's kind of like Tim's in the we were four. Well, Chris and I were four anyway. When oh yeah, just remind um, everyone how fucking old I am. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Matt was like twenty eight when the first yeah. one came out. So. <laughs> when a new hope came out and saw it, but I don't, I mean, I remember the circumstances. I don't necessarily sit, remember sitting in the theater and just loving the movie, but it was the interim between a new hope and, and empire strikes back that my, my mother knew that I liked this a lot. And she signed me up for the star Wars fan club Oh, and getting those issues of Bantha tracks and the accoutrement that you got for being in the fan club was the thing that I think really got me hooked. It was, it was eight by 10 photos of, of all of the characters and I'd pin them up in my room. I still have them. They still have the pin marks in them from where I pinned them to my walls. And I still have all of my issues of Bantha tracks. And I remember just reading them and rereading them over and over and over again, because you know, like we are old and there was no way to get any kind of news unless yeah. you bought Starlog or you were in that fan club. You weren't going on the internet and reading stuff. I would just read these things over and over and over again. And, and the anticipation of waiting between 1977 and 1980, yeah, that that built it all up for me. It was really probably Amphitrax. Nice. I, I kind of have a, a story that I remember... And this is this is weird. This is weird. My mother used to work. Ready for this? Uh-huh. At the Q Mart. Yeah. She worked at the toy store that was there. I don't remember what it was called or anything back in the day. But she said she she brought me home once a week uh, a Star called, Wars action figure. I think it was called Toys and Tetanus. <laughs> <laughs> for for a second, I was like, yeah, wait, that's fake. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember like like that and all that. Like, her coming home. <laughs> You just get it. Figure <laughs> I was laughing a second time. Okay. And you kept, every time she'd give me an action figure, you'd throw it back. Her, no, I said Buck Rogers. Yeah. yeah. Toys and dead teeth. <laughs> I'm with Dave. I don't remember seeing it. I did, as a kid, see them in the. I don't even quite remember it, but I think it's just always been a part of me, I guess. It's always been around. I always just enjoyed it. So. Yeah, just another part of me. 
<laughs> and there's proof too because that was around back then. <laughs> it wasn't until 1988. What was 1988? That album. Bad. Well, that was, yeah, I back him in 87. Just another part of me. Yeah, okay. But but then I, I guess which I guess when the special editions came out in like ninety seven or whatnot, I think like I wasn't a comic book fan or, or book reader or anything, but when these were coming back out in the theaters again, I think that's when I was like, Oh holy shit, I'm fucking rock hard now for you know <laughs> for all this Star Wars shit. <laughs> that was a great He was, I saw it. That was a great <laughs> time. I mean, going to see those films I mean, remember like I think almost all of us I don't know if Tim was there or not. Sorry if I'm accidentally excluding you tim but i remember of all of us getting tickets for the theater the same theater not knowing and we were all ended up sitting together and then i think that's the same time or shortly after chris you were working at toys r us and i'd come and see you like on a sunday midday when it's boring as hell and we yeah. were digging through those power of the force two figures oh, trying to find yeah ones we didn't have that, that was a really great time that was yeah. actually having no real star wars other than what you made of it that to have that at your fingertips was an awesome time that, that might have been that was the, the peak that for was me. heaven for me too when i go see the you see the cases on the side hasbro yeah. star wars i'm like go put this over here i'll look at this liquor. <laughs> <laughs> that was a shit though yeah it's just you know how can i like star wars well hey there's I just ways. sat and told you a nice story about my mother. My mother used to make me <laughs> Halloween. She, my mother was an excellent, like, you know, she could sew and she could make stuff. She made me different Star Wars Halloween costume like every year. That's that's very nice. My mother made tell one. Me, made a, tell me I don't like Star Wars. <laughs> my, my mother made a Darth Vader one and it's like, I mean, felt and buttons and whatnot. It's like, it's so not Darth Vader, but the, the things there. But the point is, she had gotten one of those vacuum formed masks with the elastic band on the back. And that's yeah. all I needed to be Darth Vader. It's like whatever I was wearing in that mask, it's like in my mind, I was seven feet tall, 280 <laughs> pounds, and I had the force. It's like no matter how, sh and it didn't look shitty, but no matter how, matter how much it didn't look like Darth Vader. I was Darth Vader. That was like that was. Oh yeah, those were great those, times too. They were. And what people, are those and things called? And, and those masks basically like deprived my brains of oxygen, and people can't wear masks during <laughs> this pandemic. <laughs> you should wear one now, Tim. What are those things called? Those box. Oh, the ben, ben Cooper. The Ben Ben Coopers. Ben Cooper. Yeah, because yes. I, I she didn't one year she didn't make me. I guess that costume but i wanted to be star wars so i i had the darth vader with the you know and that you basically wore a piece of plastic apron you know over your body yeah and it was a photo was, of vader on your shirt and yeah, yeah it was like the dumbest thing <laughs> but yeah. as soon as i got it i took it out put it on and i stood on the corner in front of my house and waved at everyone that went by <laughs> and my little Darth Vader thing. It I was remember. probably like October 15th. And I was out there <laughs> waving to every single person. I was five years old. I remember going to like a little kid's Halloween party down the street from me. I don't remember what I dressed, dressed as, uh, this may have been the year I went as a robot, which is basically a tinfoil covered box. <laughs> I'm away. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be getting out of your way, everybody. Just let me know <laughs> ahead of time. I'll be out of your way. Because uh, I'm the box. I am the box. I will get out of your way. Um, <laughs> but I remember going down in the party. It's a Tim in a box. <laughs> and there must have been, we'll say, we'll say there was 12 kids there. I'd say at least five or six of the kids were all wearing the X-Wing Luke Ben Cooper costume. It was just Lou. It, it was. It was basically. It was the Rebel briefing. Like oh, <laughs> <laughs> at a kids party. Yeah, it was, it was all X Wing Luke's. Tim, yeah, I know what nope. Tim would have done if he had if he had gotten to that party. Tim is a super creative guy. He would have went into the drawer, found a black marker, colored the hair dark, and drawn a mustache on it, and said he was Biggs. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> and then at the end of the party, they'd be like. I would crash to the into the floor. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> I can't shake him. I can't shake him. <laughs> the one year uh, I had the um, Boba Fett 
Ben Cooper, but it was the silver. Hmm. It was like the silver with the red highlights. And I remember that silver absolutely disintegrating from the moisture and the heat of my breath. It's like there's a big circle where I breathe, where it ended up becoming clear by the end of the night. And, and I you don't can see your mouth. I don't. Yeah. 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 And I don't remember the silver being like all over my clothes or anything. It just kind of went away. But it's like that whatever that silver paint was like did not last to the heat and the humidity of, of, <laughs> of a 10 year old's breath. I, I remember awesome. that. Like, I remember it like disintegrating through the night, too. That was, that, that was, I, uh, of all the memories, I, I can't remember my anniversary, but fuck, I remember that. <laughs> then, but, you take but, the mask off and it's all, you have silver paint all over your nose and stuff. <laughs> I look like and your dad's huffing. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dear, Matt's been huffing spray paint again. <laughs> but sadly, for the next three years, you were suffering from a serious case of rickets. Right. Yeah. Oh. Where did those rickets come from? That. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they recently, I would say the last two years, they've been recreating the Ben, recreating Ben Cooper masks and making them like three feet yeah, big. They're three huge. Feet. I got, I have a uh, creature in the black lagoon in the office uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> why they haven't, why they haven't licensed the star Wars ones out yet? Cause those I, I've always said I, I would spend the $50 to buy one of those gigantic Ben Cooper masks for Star Wars, I like the other one, the Creature in the Back Lagoon, the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde ones. Those things are really rad. But if they could license the Star Wars and get that license back to make those, oh my God. Yeah, it would be then all, you gotta, all you got to do is grow a three foot head. Yeah. <laughs> I could do it. I'll just, I, but I basically, I just, I'll just lick the plastic and I'll get an allergic <laughs> reaction. I get rickets and a three foot head. Rickets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, if you get in Tim's world, if you get rickets, you have to go rickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the kid with the wampa, wampa, wampa. wampa, wampa, wampa. You have to say the thing, rickets. Well, I believe that young boy over there has rickets. I do believe he says he has rickets. Rickets. He said it. I heard him. <laughs> I heard. I heard him say rickets. <laughs> Tim, what? Tim has a whole world in his head. <laughs> he's, got a whole, be he's got a whole cast of characters that he can never, that will never come out during a recording, though, a, a, a scripted recording. Only Tony Danza. Tim, can you do the Emperor? No, I can do Tony Danza, though. <laughs> when, when, it's, when it's time to come out, they all get bashful, except for Tony Danza. He's like, hey, I got this. <laughs> Tim, you got to do your Norristown calling up, uh, voice. I don't remember that, but I could do Tony Danza. Would you like to? <laughs> would you like to hear an Italian man? Hey, <laughs> how lovely would it be to spend uh, an afternoon in Tim's mind? <laughs> Lovely's get lost. One one description. You'd, you'd crawl out of my ear, and all you'd say is "rickets." rickets. <laughs> <laughs> See. <laughs> <laughs> a land of rickets and belly buttons. Innies and outies. Innies and outies. What is a belly button? How do snakes have sex? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. That all feedback, Matt? Yeah, we'll, we'll stop there. I think that's okay. enough for one episode. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, Dave, way, back to your- that's where it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back to your game, Dave. All right, this is the final installment in what uh, has been a three-episode arc of the game we're calling... What the fuck did they say? <laughs> we, how long the fuck were they in the movie? I don't remember what, what we called it. What the fuck did I just watch? Yeah, oh, damn, the- oh, damn, I was in it for more than three minutes in all of the all three of the movies? What? <laughs> and he bit his lip through all three minutes. Yeah. Mm. Smoldering. <laughs> all right, so we did... The prequels. We did the original trilogy. It is now time for the sequels. The guys are going to pick the three characters that had the most screen time in the three sequels. Okay? First thing we need to do is pick the order that you're going. So, Tim, pick a number. Five. Five. (laughs) (laughs) Chris? Three. Matt. One. All right. Here's the roll. It was six. Fuck. 
So the order is Tim, Chris, Matt. Okay. Okay. Episode seven. The um. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. (laughs) (laughs) Episode seven. I'm awake. (laughs) Um, uh, Tim, who had the most screen time in the Force Awakens? I am going to say Ray. The guess of Ray will get you three points. She is in it for 43 minutes. All right, Chris, you're next. All right, I'm looking at my signed poster over here on the wall. Matter of fact. And Did you sign it? <laughs> what's that? Chubby <laughs> Ball. You signed all this shit. Yeah. It's all me. It's all fake. Matt signed it once. Where? I see it. Chubby mm-hmm. Ball sick. And. You know what's weird is the next p- person on the poster that is big right next to her. And yes, he does have a big ass, which <laughs> I- I'll pick him because everybody else has a- is here and there. But I'll I'll say, um, I'll say, uh, what's his name? Finn? Finn. The guess of Finn will get you two points. He is in second uh. with 31 minutes, 45 seconds. Uh. So Matt. Who's number three? Get yourself a point here. Hmm. I don't know, but I would guess you're going to have to have your new villain on the screen almost as much as your new hero. So I'll go with Kylo Ren. I guess Kylo Ren is going to get you zero oh, points. Fuck this game. What? <laughs> In third place with 20 minutes, 30 seconds is on solo. What? It doesn't sound what right. Finn? I mean, I'm right. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull Tim and say, uh, I call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the universe is counting on us. People are counting on us. So it's bigger. <laughs> All right, Matt, pick a number between one and six. Five. Uh, Chris. Uh, four. Tim? Uh, one. Here's the roll. It was two. Yeah. Which means Tim is first, then Chris, and then Matt again. So, Tim, we're talking episode eight, The Last Jedi. Mm. So proud of myself. I remember that. (laughs) <laughs> Tim, who has the most screen time? I'm going to have to say Ray again. I guess of Ray is going to get you another three points. It's 30 minutes, 15 seconds. Bingy, bingy. Tim <laughs> has a commanding lead. Oh, shit. Chris, you're second. Um, you can get two points or one point if you can guess the second and third most screen time characters. This is my reasoning, because I think I've seen this movie only half of the movie. Um, I want to say because Luke was not in Force Awakens for probably for like two minutes, I gave him more screen time in this one. I will pick Luke Skywalker to make the fans happy. 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 (laughs) The guess of Luke Skywalker is going to get you two points. He is in second. (laughs) With 21 <laughs> minutes, 15 seconds. So, Matt, you can still point if uh, you know the third shit. place character. I would not have guessed this if it wasn't for the last round, but since the idea of Finn was put in my head, he is in that casino scene or whatever you call it for a long time. And then <laughs> on the... Um, uh, I guess I don't know. Is it Snoke ship or the Star Destroyer or whatever? So I am going, I, I'm going to go with Finn. And if we're going to go by amount of screen space that <laughs> took up, then I would say definitely screen. Finn. He took every inch of that anamorphic <laughs> widescreen. Finn is in third at 17 minutes, 30 seconds. You got yourself a point. Ooh. All right, point. down to the last movie. Let's see who should pick first this time. Let's do Chris. Fuck What's it, your number? Five. 
Matt, what's your number? I'll try one again. Tim, what's your number? Three. All right. Here's the rule. It was three. Oof. Tim is all the money this time. So, Tim, episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. Who the most screen time? Rise. Uh, I'm going to say Ray. One more time. The answer of Ray gets you another three points. Tim has a perfect score Oof. of nine and uh, will be winning this round. But let's see what you guys I think for it. the last two. Who's next this time? That would be. That's well, split it doesn't down the middle, isn't it? It's split down the middle. Let's it's just go, Matt. What do you think? Uh, it's got to be. Kylo Ren's got to be top three. One of these, doesn't he? Kylo, Kylo Ren. Adam Driver, big puffy chest. <laughs> puffy chest gets you zero points. Uh, fuck this, I quit. Chris, what do you think? Well, I hate to say this and all, but he's been in the top three so far every fucking movie, and I can't stand the guy. <laughs> I'll, I'll say Finn again. I don't know. Finn would have gotten you and does get you one point. Uh, he has 24 minutes, 45 seconds. Poe Dameron. What? Second with 25 minutes, 45. Really? Oh my Seconds. Yes. Seriously. I don't but remember still him being f- there that much. That movie, but. a full half hour less than Ray well, yeah. in the movie. All right, that we can do this Ugh, because Chris won the first. Chris won the um, prequels. Mm-hmm. Matt won the original trilogy, mm-hmm. and Tim oh, won. Oh, I see where this is going. The uh, sequels. So you really all are tied. I do have some times left here. Well, I got a room, and it. we can do this. <laughs> well. I, 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 we can stop now just, if you want, but I'm just fucking with you. I already have these times, so we might as well just do them. Um, let's do Rogue One. Does yeah. it have it here? Mm, All right. Okay. So, uh, Matt, pick a number. Five. Tim, pick a number. <laughs> Four. Chris, pick a number. Two. Two. Here's the roll. It was three. Yeah. Which makes uh, Chris first. Well, and then Tim and Matt, you have to go again. Okay. okay. So, uh, Matt, pick a number. Five. <laughs> Tim, pick a number. Four. Oh. It was three. Damn it. I so give Chris, up. Tim, not, Matt. There's no way I can do anything in this one now. <laughs> uh, Chris, screen time in Rogue One. This is another no-brainer, yeah. I think. Posters over here. Uh, Half the poster is her face. It is Jin or so. Final right. answer. That's three points. Uh, Tim, who's second or third? Uh, we'll say Castian Ander. He's second with 25 minutes. That's two. And Matt, can you guess who's third? I have no idea. I'm just going to say since Cassian's on it, his sidekick, the, the robot, the droid. What his name is Andy Tudyk. Can't remember what the character's name is. Is on not it. correct. Oh, I don't fuck. know who this. I don't K2, know who this character is. K two S O. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yes. Yeah. I don't know who this is. Bodie Rook. Oh, that's. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> oh, it's the pilot Riz. Uh, yeah. the guy from Riz, uh, Riz, 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 the bad guy from Venom. That's what I think of him as now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. that's that's the guy. All right, well, Chris, you won that, so you kind of win the tiebreaker here. So I guess Chris wins. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, we were all tied and we're all happy, but Dave had to go and make two of us miserable. I get it. Yeah, that's the way. <laughs> like, has, like, like, how much time does like, like, I don't know, Lando have, or something stupid, like, or BB-8 or something? You know, like someone who you don't think, you know, they. Uh, I, I found these all on IMDb. Um, someone has timed out all the characters. You can find it for yourself. It does it move about movie by movie. Just because I have them here, you you guys uh, as a tiebreaker, we did solo, and it, and it is of course Han Solo has the most screen time. Do you guys want to take a shot as a group at who two and three are? Hmm. For solo, yeah, for solo. 
it's not it can't be Chewbacca. I don't think he's in there. It is not Chewbacca. The first yeah, person he, he meet, I would say Lando, but he meets um, Woody Harrelson before that. So I'm going to think Woody Harrelson. I don't know the character's name is on there or in top five at least, maybe not three. Is that Tobias Beckett? I believe so. Okay, he's third at 22 oh, minutes okay. 30 seconds. And How about the the Game of Thrones chick? What's his first lover? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she's in it from the freaking beginning. Yeah, she has to be. Yeah, I forgot about her. I believe it's him. Kira. Yeah, that that's her. She's a she's master second. of Tarascasi. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty nine minutes thirty seconds. Yeah. So you guys do well with that. I would not have done well with some of those. I mean, those sequels and forget these other ones. I I don't even know who these people are. I'm shocked that Finn was in like with the top three of all those I know. ones. I, that Podera was surprises me too. I well, thank you, Matt. You're welcome. I don't. I didn't mean that, Dave. I'm sorry. <laughs> What'd you say? I said I think Dave's full of shit with that <laughs> Podera one. Coming soon to news as Lost in Character with Dave and Matt, aka Dave's full of shit. <laughs> Talk about the um, the um, uh, polar bear in one episode. Sure, there's there's so much to talk about. Mac from sunny Philadelphia. <laughs> I just saw the one he's on. He's in it for about thirty seconds. The smoke monster. Smoke monster. Oh, yeah. what was the smoke monster? Oh, we don't know. That was fifth season. We don't explain that. We only explain sixth season. God damn it. <laughs> you you and Matt should, should do the commentaries over all, all the episodes. We should. That would be. I would love that. It would just be Matt. Angry. Every, every time something happens, I'm like, I can't wait till they explain this. Oh, wait, they don't. It's not sixth season. Yeah. <sighs> well, I love that. I love that show. You would. Great. Show. <laughs> Great show. Just one like of this the many, one. one of the many things that I love, but according to you guys, I hate everything. Yeah. Oh. Matt, you well, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well, okay. <laughs> That's all I got. Thank you for listening. Let's talk about Nova still, still, and do it next time. We're going to talk about Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars In Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars-related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information.